Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. In July 2015, the sexual liaison website Ashley Madison was hacked uh, and all of its data, personal data that it held, all its users was released onto the internet, <clears throat> causing a massive scandal, uh, numerous uh, incidents and um, repercussions brought out from this, including suicides, uh, people allegedly trying to extort from individuals whose personal details had been uh, exposed from from the data dump uh, led to a, a massive international scandal and numerous raised at the same time numerous questions about the position of such websites uh, that facilitate sexual liaisons outside of the bounds of marriage uh, today we have uh, Abu Hanifa, uh, a UK educationalist, community activist with us who uh, engages particularly in youth activity and tarbiyah uh, to discuss some of the repercussions and some of the um, uh, points of interest that arise from the Ashley Madison hacking scandal. Abu Hanifa. Ashley Madison and the commercialization of adultery is yeah. the article which you've written. Yes. In the article, you make some, uh, you try to analyze the, uh, uh, in your words and in uh, in your mind, uh, what happened, what lessons can be drawn. Mm. Um, and you make some assertions as well. I'd like mm. to open by questioning and asking you to uh explain to our viewers uh, mm. a very bold claim that, that you made you you say uh, we have to question as a society how we have reached such levels of moral depravity it's a very bold claim that you're making there yeah uh, society which society you're talking about and uh, how are you able to say such a a rad I wouldn't say radical such a a bold and such a, a, a perhaps you know almost deflammatory mm. inflammatory rather uh, statement mm. I don't think it's inflammatory at all I think we have to uh, come to uh, an understanding here that uh, Western society and British Muslims or European Muslims are not mutually exclusive uh, we are part of Western society this is our home we have as much right to engage in the debate surrounding our morals, our values, our ethics. We're not excluded from this debate. And that's all I'm doing here is I'm contributing my view, what I consider to be an orthodox Islamic view, that Ashley Madison and other similar sexual liaison websites, they're actually profiteering from uh, a level of sexual, immorali uh, sexual immorality, which is pervasive in society. And that's not just a Muslim view. That's a view of many non-Muslims, it's a view uh, of many commentators that as a society we are beginning to lose some of the values 
which are conducive to any wholesome society. Loyalty, trustworthiness, okay. uh, faithfulness. Right. You, I mean, I'm not, I'm not questioning the idea that you, or the, no, the notion that you have yeah. uh, the right as yeah. a, a member of, of, of the society to, to, to express an opinion, to yeah. express a view. Yeah. You've suggested that. Yeah. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that it's a particularly bold yeah. and a particularly extreme uh, opinion. Mm. Um, the right for you to express your opinion is an unquestioned one. Let me wait, let me let me just mm. take some facts. Some facts. I will actually you yeah. the facts that you mentioned yourself. You you, you say that there are uh, thirty seven million users yeah. um, uh, on using the the Ashley Madison website across mm. forty seven countries. Yeah. On the out. Uh, on face value, mm. looking at those numbers, it mm. does seem yeah. a huge number. It does. But, but yeah. you've said, mm. you know, across 47 countries, you haven't told us, you know, what the total population of the countries. You haven't given us a percentage. We, we mm. don't really know. Is, is, is this 10 percent? Is this 5 percent of, mm. uh, of, of, of the entire uh, uh, of, of the people of these countries? Mm. Based on that... I'm just asking you, mm. is it correct for you to yeah. be making such a claim? And, you know, what, what qualifies you to mm. say that? When, when you say that you're speaking as a, as a Muslim, yeah. right, what is it, what is it what from, what from Islam mm. can you cite that gives uh, you the authority yeah. to, to, to give such a, a, a final and categorical judgment yeah. on the position we've reached. Yeah. Many will disagree with you. Many yeah. will say this is a problem, mm. but not not anywhere as 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 as, as severe as, as you make out. Yeah, there's many layers to your question. First of all, with regards to the size of the problem or the number of users. First of all, it's it's very difficult uh, with such an illicit service to get, you know, concrete 100 percent. Um, uh, you know, validated figures. But what we do know about Ashley Madison is based on a social networking model, which typically has millions of users. What we do know about Ashley Madison is that before the actual data dump, they were valued at 670 million pounds. Now, when you look at those figures and you bring into it investigative journalists who've also written articles, that number and that scale of millions of users is actually quite plausible. Um, I don't think it matters whether it's 5% or 10% or 1% or 0.5%. I think that's uh, entirely irrelevant. What matters here is that we have um, you know, a multinational company which is feeding off uh, a very human frailty, you know, sexual desires, uh, is promoting it and is actually attacking the institution of marriage. And when that happens unchecked, when there is really... Nobody to stop companies like this. You know, I mean, one of their slogans is, you know, life is short, so have an affair. They even mock the institution of marriage with a wedding ring as part of the Ashley Madison logo. When that happens unchecked, that is moral depravity. That is something that all of us, Muslims and non-Muslims, we need to stand up against and say, no, this does not represent our values and we don't agree with this. Abu Hanifa, you, you mentioned that the severe punishment for adultery in Islam... And you allude uh, to to the fact that it, Islam in Islam it's a grievous, a grievous sin. Yeah. Uh, with with this severe punishment, mm. um, but many would 
actually suggest that this is barbaric. This punishment that you refer to is barbaric and it's nothing to celebrate. Mm. Do you have a comment? Um, I think for somebody who doesn't have an understanding of you know, the encompassing values of Islam and sees the punishments and the sanctions in isolation, it may well look barbaric. But you have to understand the entire uh, Islamic values and principles which surround the penal code and not look at the penal code in isolation. It's very much linked to belief in God, belief in the hereafter, and very much linked to an ethics which pervades through society. And the penal codes itself, although they cause much controversy, they're essentially deterrents. They're very rarely applied. They're essentially deterrents. And the overwhelming, you could say, thrust here is to open the doors for people to repent for mercy and for forgiveness. So, for example, the, the incident which I quoted in the, in the actual article, you know, it's ironic that the Christian pastor, he committed suicide. He felt there was no way out. And it's really very much the opposite in Islam, that the door for mercy and forgiveness is always open. And that's why, and I made the very strong point in the article, that exposing people, and that was one of the problems, one of the major problems with Ashley Madison, is they did not secure the data which allowed hackers to expose people. And once people are exposed, it's very difficult for them to um, reform their lives, to, to seek God's forgiveness, because they feel there's no way open for them. And another issue that, that I think some viewers would have reading mm. your article, uh, when you set out and explain mm. the differences as you envisage uh, the Sharia, a Sharia program uh, would, seek, uh, would seek to achieve, would seek to implement uh, in terms of the respect that marriage is accorded, the various steps mm. of a guardian. You mentioned the hijab yeah. as one of them. Yeah. And you say that it's not merely a scarf on over the head, but, but honourable conduct, uh, which uh, it actually seeks to amplify the mutual dignity and respect between yeah. couples. Yeah. Many people would actually, again, find that a difficult thing to accept. Yeah. For them, hijab will be something that's actually a tool to control and subjugate women. Mm. And not something that, and something that actually they're, they're trying to introduce is something which is a backward step. Mm-hmm. I mean, the irony is uh, most of the most severe critics of the hijab are men, and most of the most vehement defenders of hijab are women. You know, Can Muslim you substantiate women. That? I mean, Muslim women. I mean, the, the the kind of proposition that Muslim women are out there wearing a hijab, you know, purely because they've been forced by their husbands or they've been indoctrinated. You know, it's very disrespectful to those women. Those women have made a conscious choice in, uh, in line with their faith, in line with their commitment to their creator to, to wear this garment. But that garment, again, is not in isolation. It's part of a whole uh, system of conduct of which is honorable, which is respectful. And it's not as if those apply, uh, rules apply in exclusion to women only. They apply to men as well. Men have a dress code as well. Men have a certain... Uh, way they're supposed to behave as well. So again, let's not look at the headscarf in isolation. Let's look at <clears throat> how Islam manages societal relations between men and women. It just so happens that a, a woman has a particularly more apparent physical dress code than the man. But there's many rules which apply to both genders. Abu Hanifa, you mentioned an idea that I think some would find confusing or counterintuitive. Mm. You, 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 you believe that it, the, uh, indulging in adultery is a grievous sin. Yeah. And at the same time, in your article, you mentioned that uh, exposing 
these crimes is not a just desert. Yeah. Could you expand and elaborate, please? Yeah. Um, they're two very different things. One is to recognize the evil of a sin. And the other thing is to expose a sinner. Islam and the Quran very clearly uh, identifies and condemns certain sins, particularly those which are destructive to society, such as adultery, which attacks the institution of marriage, which demolishes the essential family unit, which is the foundation of society. But as for exposing people, that's completely different. Ultimately, people are accountable to their personal relationship with Allah, with God, and exposing them, humiliating them, that is completely against Islam. That's why in Islam, if a person was to stand up and make an unfounded accusation against another person that that person's committed adultery and cannot back up that uh, accusation with material witnesses, which obviously re in reality doesn't happen, then they are subject to the penal code. Abu Hanifa, if we may move to another point. Underlying your, your essay are two significant themes. The immoral nature of sexual relations outside of marriage um, and also the commercialization of such endeavors mm. the could you would you like to comment any further on that? yeah um, they really are two lethal cocktails two co toxic combinations which must be separated you see human beings are pure by nature they have something in Islam called the fitra the natural disposition which endears them towards good faith faithfulness trustworthiness but they have weaknesses, inherent weaknesses, and we all recognize that. So there's never been a perfect society where nobody was unfaithful, where everyone was true to their partner. There's never been such a society. But what we find with Ashley Madison is taking that human frailty and commercializing it, monetizing it, making millions of pounds of profit out of it. That's something which is toxic because... Each one of them feeds off each other and then creates a new, much greater evil, which is far worse than the original. What alternative? Two. What alternatives would you would you would you suggest? How do you how do you what how would you, if you don't mind, something you don't explore in yeah. your essay? But how would you seek to unravel this the, this this combination, this this toxic combination? Yeah. Well, first of all. Companies like Ashley Madison, which exploit this human frailty, they simply should not have the right to exist and commercialize this. It, you know, we make moral is, judgments about many companies. Yeah, is, it's, it's similar to we don't accept prostitution. Is this not a price that we have to pay? Is this not a price we have to pay uh, in, a, in a in a free society? No, in a free in a society, society where where adults, yeah, where you know conscientious adults, yeah who are in control of their own actions, yeah. have a right to choose. Yeah, exactly. In a, in a free society where consenting adults make choices and keep those choices private, that is between them and their creator. God will judge them. But in a society where we now bring the glare of commercialization to that relationship, where we seek to monetize that relationship, that's wrong. Because that proliferates it, makes it worse, makes it acceptable, makes it the norm. And it also creates mistrust. What we found with the data dump is that ordinary married couples, perfectly happy, were accessing the dark web trying to find out about their partners in case they had been unfaithful to them. Now, that just brings mistrust and confusion to everyone. And that's what I disagree with. What consent consenting adults do you know, behind closed doors is up to them and is between them and their creator. What I'm objecting to here is the commercialization of that, the monetizing of it, and the promotion of it on a societal wide level. 
perhaps we, we could close with uh, then what appears to me to be one of the main theses of your article, of your essay, that in the existence of Ashley Madison mm. and the kind of values that enable the existence of Ashley Madison, we have a clear marker of the difference between a secular liberal society yeah. and a Sharia-focused or a Sharia-inspired one. Yeah. Is this something that you would you would like to try to elaborate on more and explain? Um, I think, uh, you know, your question has many layers here. Um, there are many non-Muslims, many non-Muslims, who would agree with the Muslim position, you know, that the sanctity of marriage needs to be protected. There are many non-Muslims who would agree that marriage is the essential building block of society. I think where the difference occurs with, you know, Muslim values and perhaps secular Western liberal values uh, is that that institution of marriage needs to be actively protected and promoted. Yeah, so, so Islam has are many... You not, are, you not, are you not therefore acknowledging that you're creating an artificial polarity between Western liberal secular society and Sharia, which, is, which, which you've acknowledged doesn't... There is no actual. There is no actualized Sharia society. You know, it's an ideal. It's, a, it's so, an ideal, so, but you know, people engage with that you're ideal. Creating, yeah. You're creating this polarity, and and against you're holding up secular liberal society, secular uh, secular liberal society against a non-existent ideal. Mm. Is that is that a fair? A fair, a fair comparison in the first place. No, I, I don't think I'm making that co uh, comparison quite. And I think to uh, to create this dichotomy between uh, you know a so-called Western liberal secular society, I'm part of that society. I'm informing the debate of that society. I was born and bred here. I'm British. I'm European Muslim. I am simply joining that discussion, joining that debate with my values which have as right exist uh, which has as much right to exist in that public space and that public forum of discussion i don't think i'm creating a polarity or any kind of dichotomy here i'm simply informing uh, the discussion of what are the moral values what is the fabric of our society and the islamic values they're not just an ideal people engage with them at various levels uh, you know in their personal life in their family life on a societal wide level you know we shouldn't portray them as something which is pie in the sky unachievable it is very much achievable and um, you know many people share those values they're not I exclusive to Islam many people agree with those values Jazakallah khair to the audience for participating in today's discussion for following us uh, for further information please return to the website you'll find there further articles that will be discussed in future episodes and other information and points of discussion that you might find of interest uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We hope to see you in future episodes.